Hey, good evening, Internet, and welcome back to Kenter at Your Own Risk. This is going to be episode 31, where Kent and Chris are going to talk about episode 5 of season 1 of House of the Dragon, and the episode is titled... We uh, Light the Way. Thank you. We Light the Way. I'm like, shit, where'd the title go? <laughs> I don't know. You opened off like you were like a, a soft jazz radio DJ. Like, hey there, hip cats. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> so um sorry for being late on episode four so we're gonna do our best to be early for episode five comparatively to how we've been putting them up um kent's gonna run with this one again because he's got the notes and i don't but i really enjoyed this episode i liked i liked it a lot like Th- where you, you were lot. saying you were saying that um episode four felt like game of thrones like this one felt like Vintage Game of Thrones to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- this one uh, up the game. I mean, you know, I didn't say where episode five is in my pantheon of rankings, but uh, yeah, Th- this was awesome in a lot of ways. So, and I'm going to apologize in advance because once again, we're using my notes, which means that, you know, they're easily discredited. Uh, but with that, uh, the way. Uh, hopefully I got all the names right. Uh, I, I do try, but I also was running late for video game night, so... I don't know, the end could be a little sloppy. Well, the, the beginning is pretty easy to go over. We, we have somebody that we've never met before riding a horse around what appears to be, you know, mountainous highlands, which I'm going to assume is the Vale, and we later find out is the veil? What was it? Is obvious to you that it was the veil because I'm like, well, this is the veil, but who the hell? Like, I didn't know who it was. I just knew it was the veil. Oddly enough, I, I thought it was the veil, but uh, you know, again, I wasn't sure who it was. Um, especially because we haven't really been giving too much, like, insight into what's going on over there, especially right. when you know the the woman runs into her cousin. And blows him off, basically. We didn't know who he was either yet. Yeah, right? exactly. We yeah, we had no. We never met either of them. And then uh, she keeps riding, and she's coming to the castle, the airy, and we see uh, there's somebody cloaked and hooded, and she's like, "Hey, what's going on, douchebag husband of mine?" And it turns out to be Damon. So I mean, you is, knew it was Damon, yeah. though, right? Like, yeah, instantly. I mean, so this is Damon's wife. What was Rhea? Yes. Talking major shit to him. <laughs> Which I actually wrote. She talks shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously it was a marriage made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, because they never even consummated the marriage according to her. And uh, he ends up Spooking her horse, which tosses her, lands on top of her, and apparently she's, if she's not paralyzed, she's at least stunned enough that she can't move. And even on top of that, she doesn't stop talking shit. So... Awesome a craven. My so goodness. Damon walks over, picks up a rock, and then we get a f- cutaway where something else is getting smashed. I'm like... Damn, that's a way to start an episode in Game of Thrones. 
it was one of those things where I was like, is this going to be one of those things because we didn't see her die? Is she really dead? I, I'm i guessing that she's just dead because they all but confirmed it, right? Like, yeah. this isn't one of those scenarios where... Okay. Now, here was the confusing thing. Up to this point, the only thing we really knew about Rhea was Damon complaining about her and calling her the bronze bitch. And when I saw her, I didn't think, oh, she's exceptionally bronze. Like, she appeared much lighter skin tone than... I, I wouldn't have called her a bronze bitch. That was a little misleading, wouldn't you say? Or, I don't know. It's that was because, where I was confused. Because she's not like the the blonde, pale blonde uh, Targaryen. Yeah. I don't know. I was just kind of thinking of like uh, uh, Sand Snake uh, yeah. Dornish. Yeah, that would have made more sense. But but then she wouldn't have been from the Vale, more than exactly. likely, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the rock that he picked up. It was very pointy and... <laughs> Yeah, it was a great way to start off the episode. It really was. Uh, kind of wish we would have had more scenes with her, though, because she talked a good game. Oh yeah, but she was like she was like the teenage version of um, uh, little girl Mormont. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Gosh, she was awesome. Um, what one? Here was the biggest misstep. It wasn't the trash talking. It was when she knew that there was going to be a fight. She didn't go for anything other than a bow, and I'm like, "Lady, don't you already know? Like, if that's what you're going for, you're done, right?" Yeah, when it's that close, it, it just it, it <laughs> seemed like she should have had a a knife or something. I, I don't she, know. Yeah, she tried to bring a gun to a knife fight. Yeah. So, yeah, good start though. Uh, beyond that, next thing, we're on a big boat, and Viserys is very... Well, I thought he was seasick, but now I don't know if he was seasick or just sick, because throughout the rest of the thing, we see him getting progressively sicker. I'm Uh, thinking it was seasick. Was it misleading? Uh, Well, yeah, but... I don't. I mean, I don't think it, it necessarily needed to be something separate. I think it was initially seasickness, and then we find out as it goes along that it's just sickness in general. He is down with the sickness. Ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> and we found out that Lionel, lo and behold, is the hand because they held the shot on his pin for like five seconds. Yep. <sighs> Which, um, like we mentioned last podcast, I don't think get once you take Otto out of there, I don't think there was any other choice for who would have been the hand. No, because it couldn't have been Corliss and it couldn't have been Me- Mellows, and I don't remember who else is on the thing. Uh, Lyman Beesbury, but I have no idea what the hell he does. We'll find out in episode yeah. eight. Um. After that, we, uh, Alicent sees Otto. Yes. And this is the only Otto scene of the episode. It is pouring out. He is pissed at her for taking Rhaenyra's side. Um, he, something about being so pushy about Aegon being the heir, and he tells her that if Rhaenyra becomes queen, she will have to kill Alicent's kids. And 
and uh, you know he's pretty positive of this. Uh, he uh, he's, he's he's basically like, listen, the the men in the realm are going to right. going to just <laughs> buy a queen when there's a male heir. So no matter what, there's going to be war. And Renera is smart enough to know this. So in order for her to consolidate her position, she's going to have to murder all of your children once Viserys is dead. So I wasn't doing what I was doing to usurp Renera. I was doing what I was doing to save my grandkids. And honestly, that scene made me feel so much better about episode four's blog when I was like, I don't know if Otto, like, yes, he was still a bad guy, but he was a very smart guy, and he was doing some things the right way. Yeah. You know, whether we liked it or not, he was doing it the right thing for his family. He's he's like a less evil version of Tywin. Correct. And I never had at a least, single complaint about Tywin. At least so far. So far, yes. Yeah. Um, great scene. Like, back-to-back really good, strong scenes. And I, I think I'll probably be saying that quite a bit. Like, the scenes are very strong in this episode. Was, this was a well-written episode. Yes. Uh, whoever wrote the previous one, they probably had nothing to do with this one. Because, yeah, the writing was much better. Um, Viserys, still sick in the carriage. And uh, we meet Lanor. Well, we get to see Lanor and his uh, friend Joffrey something something loudmouth or lawnmouth or something like that. Yeah, uh, did, I don't remember. Did did Lenor actually talk in episode three at all, or was it just uh, Corlys and his brother? I think Lenor said like one whole sentence. It wasn't much. Yeah. Uh, he, so this he, this is really our first town. chance to to get to know him. Right, and immediately you get a vibe. I mean, uh, I'm, I don't think they even were trying to hide it. I think they're just basically no. okay. Yeah, they're just like, listen, these these guys are, are homosexual, which is really a big theme of the whole episode. Uh, quite frankly, love and you know the fact that he's homosexual, and. Uh, then Corliss, he's not out there to receive the yeah, king. Yeah, that, that was... I was like, ooh, where are we going with this shit? But then out comes an adult Lady Lena. And uh, her hair game's on point. Loving it. <laughs> um, you know, that. I guess I'm going to... I'm not going to get sick of saying that, okay? I'm just not going to. So um, if we had to judge by hairstyles, House Valerian would be your favorite for House of the Dragon, huh? Oh, Season one. gosh, yes. Uh, although, I gotta say, Damon getting his haircut did help them, and I really liked how Rhaenyra has her hair later on in the episode, but still, no, House Valerian's hair game is way more on point than anybody else. Not even close. Uh, um, Corliss was at the... I don't know, I missed it. I replayed it, like, twice. I think the Hall of the Nine? Yes. Or, Okay. I think I originally wrote House of the Nine, and that was a horror movie. I that, bet it was. <laughs> it, was a, it was something uh, akin to, say, Saw 2, Cube, random strangers in a place have to figure this things out type thing. Gotcha. And I do believe there was like two people that you would actually know in it. Um, anyways, 
Viserys is just like, I'm sick. Can we just get on with this? Because yeah, I love yeah. like he's just like, fuck it. He's they're like, wait, you're you're gonna insult the king by not showing? It? He's like, fuck it, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, he his patience was not there, and of course, it's not gonna be there when you don't feel good. Uh, but he was just very. I don't know. He was on point. He was very funny and whatnot. Uh, I'm sorry. I had to look up House of Nine. And I'm just telling you right now, Dennis Hopper's in it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the only person that's uh, remotely uh, notable. But Dennis Hopper, he's awesome. So there you go. Anybody that's interested. All right. (laughs) Onward. And... Uh, all right. So Allison, she's by our favorite uh, our tree because I think they're gonna get as much use out of that tree this whole series, right? Like well, they like that tree. I I'm guessing that if you're going to show as many dragons as they have in season one, that they're like, okay, we got to cut back on locations. So anything we got that we can continue to use over and over and over again. There right. you go. And, and we have this one cool tree, so let's just use it. Um, and along comes a guy that is secretly becoming a top three character. Oh, I was gonna say we got we got some characters this this episode that we really yeah. we had met before, but we really hadn't really seen too much. And so I like where they were going with it. Yeah, we we get Laris. I think that, is it Lar- Laris, right? Laris, Larry's. Laris. Larry. He's the guy that had the boot, the bum foot yeah, that we he's, saw in episode three or two, three, right? Uh, yes, he's he's Lionel's other son, younger son. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he talks to Allison. Um, and this scene's so good. He he's cryptic, you know, talking about his father. Dude, he's Littlefinger wrapped up with like half a Tyrion. Yeah, dude, I, I just, I adored this whole scene. Like, he was very manipulative. He's like, hey, you want me to be an ally of yours, Allison? But she's like, nah, I'm the queen. I got as many allies, allies as, as I want, which he knows isn't true. Um, and he's just like, sure, like Rhaenyra? Ha. And <laughs> <laughs> he, he's yes. like, if, if, you know, he asks, can Rhaenyra even be relied upon? You know, she's not feeling too good because, you know, the Grand Maester, he brought her some tea. And so, I mean, that means she can't be feeling good, right? Yeah, I hope she, I hope <laughs> she feels better. Let her know I'm worried about her. I I loved this scene. I, I just loved how he, like, she played it good too, but he was just such a sneaky conniving bastard here. I, I don't know. He, he amused me. So he jumped up to my number three character. Yeah. I'm, it, all right. So I find it interesting is that a lot of Game of Thrones has always been about family. Uh, and we lost out on a lot of like the brother thing in the middle seasons because like all the, the brothers were separated. But we had Jamie and, and Tyrion and then Sander and Gregor. And all I'm thinking of is like now we've got another, well we've got Damon and and Viserys so ready, but now we've got um, you know, uh, Larrys, Larrys that we we're finally getting to know and and even though we don't really 
get too much of Harwin. We get a little bit more in this episode too. So I'm I'm wondering if that's going to be another like maybe more along the lines of like a hound in in the mountain kind of thing. Well, to go along with that, Kent has a theory. Did Sir Harwin get the nickname Breakbones not from dueling or tournament, but because he broke Laris's foot when they were younger? I don't know, but like I I would find it it doesn't seem to be as like maybe decadent a court in some ways as like Robert's King's Landing was hundreds of years later. Like I don't I don't know if people would be celebrating him as a knight, you know, in tournaments and stuff if he uh you know, had done that to his brother. Like, oh, so like, you just go shit all over my therapy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, even think about like Gregor and, and Sandor. Like, um, like people were enthused about Gregor, you know, as a fighter in the tournaments, but you know, like nobody wanted him around because he was just a fucking sociopath. Outside of this that, it's true. He was yeah. he was basically just Tywin's muscle. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But wow, so two out of my three favorite characters well technically all three are brothers, but two of them are actual related and the other one's a brother of the king. So um all about the brothers, uh, so far in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um Girls before they hosts. all intrigue me. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. Well, because we've only met a couple of hoes. Actually, of all the hoes that I've met, my Sarah was my favorite, but I'm leaning towards somebody else, which we'll talk about later. Um, and you already know where that's going. Um, so, after that, uh, we get uh, Viserys. Oh my god, I abbreviated things so badly, so bear with me here. Uh, Viserys enters uh, the chambers. And uh, Rhaenyra and Lena are left behind abruptly. Uh, like, they're just not welcome inside those chambers. Yeah. But, hey, on the bright side, let's go for breakfast, which I thought was a great line. Um, I then wrote, Lena's hair game is on point. Um, <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Corliss greets uh, Viserys and Lionel. Uh Viserys has a terrible cough, which, you know, I'm not going to repeat, but, I mean, pretty much every scene that he's in this episode, he has that cough, I think. Yes. Um, and um, in comes, is it Rainis? I, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Rainis? Corliss's wife. Yeah. Rainis. Uh, okay. Rainis, um, I think, yeah. Okay. Uh, she grabs him by the hand, you know, lovingly you're greeting and you know he winces in pain because of his finger issue yeah i think i th- i got the impression that like she she realized that like two of the fingers on the glove were empty right yeah, yeah. like so is his whole hand slowly just well, getting he, eaten away i think he said two fingers um um what the hell is it called Amputated? Thank you. Yes, amputated by now, and I think yeah, I think I think his whole body's basically slowly rotting. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to turn him into some evil monster by the end of this. That's my hope. Um, let's see. Corliss congratulates Lionel. I think it was a sincere congratulatory thing. Uh, you never know with Corliss. They're like, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, uh, you know, I, I feel like they got along. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 if nothing else, they're civil and they can be friendly. So, um, I think if it had been Otto there, Corliss would have been like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, so Corliss informs Viserys that Rhea has, has died. Uh, her neck and skull were crushed in a fall from the horse, naturally. Cause yeah, and she's renowned yeah. for being such a good horseback rider. Yeah, you know, you just fall off and crush your skull? Is that a thing? Like, can you crush your skull from falling off a horse? I would imagine. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you if you landed on rocks or the horse fell on you. But, but, okay, fair enough. You know, it wouldn't be like just just a normal fall. Probably not. Right, it'd have to be a pretty violent fall. But, eh, alright. Um, so, you know, they reiterate, I think we already knew this, I think Damon or somebody else had talked about, you know, she had no kids. Um, she never got to inherit Runestone. Um, Viserys just wants to cut to the chase, proposes the marriage to Corliss, which... I don't know. Part of me thought that they already had discussed this. I, I wasn't aware that this whole venture was just to do the proposal, but whatever. Uh, I'm an idiot, apparently. Um, Corliss is like, okay, we need to go over some details. Uh, he wants to know how the secession is going to be handled. Viserys like, you know, regardless of gender, Lenor and Rhaenyra's firstborn will inherit the Iron Throne from Rhaenyra. And then he asks if the children will be born Valerians, um, keeping up with the West, Westerosian traditions. And Viserys, like, you know, the Targaryen dynasty isn't ending because Rhaenyra is a woman. The kids will keep the name Valerian, but whoever takes the throne will then keep the name Targaryen to keep the name in charge. And Corlys is like, all right, this seems like an equitable compromise. He, she, Viserys seems like he's going to lose it for a second. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, you know dragons have been on the throne for a hundred years before me, and they'll be on the throne for a hundred years after me. And then he pops yeah. out, and then he, you know, he skids, looks like he's getting ready to just be pissed off. He's sick. He's been put on hold. He's, he's getting asked questions that he doesn't want. And then he pops out with like. One of the best pieces of diplomacy I've actually seen in the whole series. I was like, damn, dude, what would you have been like if you were in your full fucking full game? Yeah, like, he's just like, no, everybody else can be Valerian, just, you know, whoever has the throne is going to be Targaryen. And the the I, children will be born into the Valerian name, as Westerosi tradition dictates, but whoever steps to the throne will do so as a Targaryen. Like, right, yeah, sounds all, good. Works for us. All things concerned, <laughs> I, I think that was the best Corliss could have... That was the best he could have really expected, right? Like, he couldn't have possibly expected a Valerian to actually rule under the name. Oh, and, and then, then, he'd be, then he would be like, hey, yo, I want my master of coin back, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as he says, hey, yo, then I'm all in, okay? <laughs> Scott Hall says hello. <laughs> you can't see uh, me. <laughs> There we go. 
Viserys, like, the thing that's, you know, we know the inevitable Viserys is going to die, but my goodness, I don't want to say he's single-handedly carrying the show, because he's not. But every scene that he's in, he's almost always the best actor on screen, I feel. Yeah, like, if nothing else, the writer's got that you can't have, you know, the show need to rely on this guy so much, you know, to be the one to basically set up the situation that's going to, you know, result in the civil war and, and have him be an asshole. So they've done a really good job of just humanizing him. Uh, and they were there. You can tell that they really understood the character. You know, this is just a dude who wants to do what's best for, for his family. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he, he was, a he wasn't an outlandish character. He was, a, he's a character that makes sense in what he does, and I think that's of the most importance. You know, it's really nice just to have a character that makes sense. Um, so after that, uh, let's see, Rhaenyra and Lenor have their chat, and this is just basically she knows that you know. He may not like roast duck. He may like goose. But she, you know, it depends. They both have different appetites. Um, and, you know, as long as they perform their duties and provide airs, then they can go out to eat with whomever they want to and indulge in the flavors. I, right? Was, was that before or after the talk between Corlise and Rainey's? Uh, this was right after the equitable compromise. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I I mean, I like the scene. I like both of them. I mean, that was kind of what, um, you know, um, the situation that like Marjorie and Loris found themselves in. And unlike like Loris, Loris rebelling against it. You know, the, here we get, you know, I mean, and the fact that they acknowledge that they're cousins too, I mean, so, I mean, she's still getting the incest card to go for. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I found how they did this, I don't want to say comical, but charming, and how they handled it. It was very matter of fact, and almost, I don't know, if you had to marry your cousin, you know, like, it's, I don't know, I feel like they're, they're they just handled it well. It was a really well done scene. Uh, I, I mean, and, and Renee's got a line in there too, and I, I, I think she was being honest. She's like, you know, if if I had to marry, I'm glad it's you. You know, so probably because a she realizes that it's not going to be something where the dude's going to want to be like on top of her, you know, twenty four seven. You know, and she's gonna four a.m. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's the queen. She gets to be the one to call him in at four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this really yeah. was almost. If not Damon, uh, and Damon arguably would be worse, I mean, this is really a great scenario because, you know, she's the queen. She can just go do whatever, and she has a guy that's not going to ask for a booty call. You know, every so often they're like, well, we do need to make an, a, a baby, and they'll do their thing, and voila. Like, I, I, I don't know. The writing was really good here for me. Um... Now, what I found interesting was the very beginning of the next scene, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Corliss had 
the crab feeder's like mask, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I had to rewind that just to make sure. I was like, all right, that's kind of neat that he kept that as a trophy. Uh, don't know why he kept it instead of Damon, but Damon doesn't seem like a trophy collector, I suppose. Well, I mean, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it at the end of episode two when he's courting Damon to go to war with him? Doesn't he talk about like how his hall is full of, of the, uh, like trophies that they, they had taken from yeah, you're right, you know, you're by, right. Their, by their own hands. I forgot all about that scene. Well, I didn't forget about the scene. I forgot about, you know, that kind of part though. You're right. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, anyways, Viserys, he's gone to bed. Corliss, uh, he asks, uh, let's see. Wow. He asked Rainier, Rainus if mm-hmm. Lenor and Rhaenyra are getting along, and she's like, dude, you dude, know dude. he's gay. Uh, I mean, <laughs> she's, she's like, they grew up together, of course they're getting along. But she's like, right. yeah, dude, you know he's gay. Right, like, Corliss is like, he'll grow it. Grow it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, he's, he's going to be so smitten by that... Uh, Poontang pie. He's going to be like, no, nah, I don't want no more D. Come on. But, you know, it was, it Dragon was funny. Dragon Tang trumps the D. <laughs> and Rain is... I, can't I, I have a feeling that she's like the most realistic person. Like, as a realist. <laughs> right. like the like, she's like, this is not going to go good. You know... <laughs> you know our be, son's being going to be in danger, dude. <laughs> They're going to be a target as soon as Viserys dies. And he's like, no, nah, no, they won't. We'll have the largest army between us and the Targaryens. You know, we'll have over half of all the dragons. Yeah, And then, like, you know, instead of, like, listening to her, it's just like, oh, and you, you never got to be queen. So I'm going to change the subject. Let's talk about you never being queen. Like, let's not focus on the fact that our son is going to be a target here. No, like, Corliss is... Corliss is so smart and yet so oblivious at the same time. He's like that book smart dude that has no common sense. Well, I mean, as Lenor's parents coming into this, you know, basically the biggest negotiation part of his life, I'm really surprised that they allowed Joffrey to travel with them to King's Landing for the wedding. Why? Why? Well, I would have been like, hey, our son's going to be the king consort when Viserys dies. Don't fuck this up. Here's a whole bunch of money. Go fucking disappear somewhere until he sends for you later on, you know, without the potential without the potential yeah, for sense. you ruining this shit for us before it fucking actually happens. Don't want to get found out. Because yeah. I assume if they knew that Lenor was homosexual... I assume that, I mean, obviously it's frowned upon, but I don't know, that complicates a lot of things, I'm guessing. Uh, I, I would imagine that, like, it hadn't, it wasn't better back in the day than it was in Game of Thrones times. So, you know, right. the, Loras would have got, what, fucking stoned when he was accused of? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that death? Yeah. Essentially. So, um, so... All right, this is where I finally learned that his name was Joffrey Lonmouth. Um, 
He feared for the day that Lenore would have to marry a girl because they got cooties, and then they tussle, and it really... Oh, I'm sorry, it did bring me back to Brokeback Mountain for half a second, I'm sorry. It did, because they did wrestle in Brokeback Mountain, if I'm not mistaken. All right, uh, so that's kind of what this reminded me of, and then Joffrey suggests that you know he'll be Lenore's sworn protector, then there's some kissing, and Joffrey knows that Rhaenyra has a paramour of her own. Dun, dun, dun. Which, how did he know? Just shrewd. Just the looks? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, then, speaking of which, Rhaenyra and Crispin on the boat. And, uh... Eh, they talk about wanting to see each other. He asks, you know, what if there was another path, you know, instead of Lenor, you know, one that led to freedom? Uh, you know, would you consider it? You know, would you want to maybe go port to port in Essos and, you know, see the world together? Maybe, you know, before Arya Stark goes and does it, you know, be nameless, be a faceless man, you know, just get married and you, know, you want to stand on that corner and sing the power of love with me. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yes. <laughs> and she's just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the heir to this whole thing. No, no, I, 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 I don't, I got duties and I'm, I'm going to rule this place. I'm, I'm going to be the queen. It's good to be the queen, but don't worry. Don't worry. I made a deal with Laner so I can still fuck you on the side. It's okay. We can we can continue to you know do this in, in private. But but Rhaenyra, what about oranges and cinnamon? <laughs> I love that whole thing—the oranges and cinnamon—and and, uh, <laughs> she says that the marriage doesn't have to be the end of of their tryst or whatever. And he asks her if she wants him to be her whore, and. Uh, uh, he whines about breaking his oath, and I get why he whines, given the consequences. Um, so he wants to restore his oath via marriage, and she's all about the crown. He walks away. Now, my question is, so if he married her, say, like, for some reason, she's just like, yeah, let's get married. That would somehow restore his oath? Is that? I, I didn't think that would restore his oath, but he said it in a way that made me believe that it would. What's it the deal? Well, it would prove that he actually loved her and he wasn't just uh, fucking to fuck. Would there have been punishment for him? He he could never marry her in the Seven Kingdoms. That's not a thing. But Essos is part of the Free Cities well, or someplace she, else, they, right? they, they, Yeah, they would, have, they would have gone and been basically two commoners. But he would have... You know, but she would have been the woman, his, his love, you know, the woman that he loved, you know, it wouldn't, he wouldn't have just sacrificed his honor to, for pleasure with the queen. It would have been, he sacrificed his honor to, you know, um, for the, the woman that he was going to spend the rest of his life with kind of thing. So he, he really, he took a shot here and I don't blame him because given the consequences of his actions in the prior, you know, two episodes ago, like I would have made every attempt possible to make that happen because I'd want to get the hell out of there. 
So he did the right thing. She did the right thing. I can't fault anybody here on this one. Um, next we have Allison, who I thought looked really nice in this scene. She looked very pretty. Um, Viserys gets off the uh, carriage and he practically collapses as she's like looking on from, I don't know, balcony or from up high. Um, and the queen has demanded Crispin's presence. And she needs to ask him some questions about what happened the night between Rhaenyra and Daemon. And uh, she wonders if errors were made. He says that it, it happened. And he admits that it was him. Uh, he asks that rather than, you know, gelding him and torturing him, that he's just sentenced to death because that seems like the better option. She thanks him, tells him that he may go. He's like, well, okay, am I off the hook or what the fuck just happened? And I'm left wondering, what, she wasn't specifically asking about him. He basically let the cat out of the bag, right? He was so upset from the earlier conversation with Renera that he didn't realize that she was in, in she still believed that it was Damon that right so yeah. he screwed himself by revealing that and I I don't know well I mean we we kind of see later on like what are we led to believe Allison just kind of feels hurt that she was lied to by Rhaenyra more than anything right like well I mean think and, about and it think about it like this like her father yeah, she she chose Rhaenyra's side over her father, um, based upon the fact that Rhaenyra, you know, swore to her that she was still a maiden. You know, so she was basically responsible for Viserys, you know, going along with Rhaenyra's decision to, uh, to remove Otto as the hand because, you know, she she backed Rhaenyra. You know, she told. The series that, uh, you know, she believes Renera didn't lie. So then she gets her father telling her, Hey, you know, I didn't do this to, to put Aegon on a throne to just to put Aegon on the throne. I did it to keep him alive. And so she's got that on her mind. And now she's finding out that the, her best friend who, you know, has literally told her that all she's good for is breeding, um, is now willing to lie to her, you know, to put herself ahead of, you know, their friendship and their trust. And at this point, she sees that Viserys is in the process, prospect of, pro, the process of dying. I mean, she probably sees it better than anybody else except for possibly the Meisters, considering, you know, she's one of the only people who sees, you know, him naked, sees what the extent of the degradation of his body is. So, She's basically up to the point where she's got to be like, listen, I, I either cave in and let my family die or I fucking buckle down and fight. Laris is starting to look like a pretty good ally right now. Yep. Now, at this point, all right, I mean, I know there's more to say about Kristen later on, but like, there's no way Kristen walks out of this unscathed. Like, he is boned in some way or another because Allison now is going to be pissed off at him. He walks Rhaenyra out of the You think so? I know so. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Oh, damn it. 
<laughs> not from the whole thing, but from this this shit coming right up. Yes. Oh. Well, that's crafty on his behalf because, quite frankly, as the two most powerful female females in Westeros, kind of you know like it's well, not a good situation. We'll get into it later on. Okay. Well, after that, Milos is bringing uh, some leeches. Uh, Orwile, which is the other maester in the room, he wants to give Viserys some uh, herbs. And Milos is like, nope. He prefers the leeches. Leeches, leeches always bring the relief, <laughs> which I loved. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, they They give him something to help him sleep and... Viserys asks uh, where Allison is. Uh, Vis takes the drink. Uh, he talks to Lionel. Basically, like, you know, trying to find out, like, what's my legacy going to be like? Should I have done this? Should Would it have been better to have gone, you know, do, should there be songs about my death? Should I have been a fighter or a conqueror? And Lionel's like, Dude, it's better to have lived in peace and harmony and not have the damn songs. Yeah, Which, I mean, like, shit like that makes me feel like this is, like, a, a good guy rather than somebody just, like, out to get himself chosen his hand. Lionel's gonna be, like... So he's probably I, gonna I die. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, is he gonna be, like, the next Samwell, like, just a lovable dude that on the right side that's just going to get effed every step of the way. I, I don't know. Although Samuel didn't have it too bad, I guess, all things considering. He did more effing than he did getting effed. Yeah, I, I would concur with that. Um, right, once again, though, a really good scene, and uh, this this did more to build Lionel's character than any other scene prior to this, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, not only that, but like, again, like you said, Patty Considine killing it, you know, doing that scene while he's fucking falling asleep in pain on, you know, like basically probably what fucking, um, laudanum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he, he killed it. <laughs> the the show is leaning heavily on Patty and Patty is standing up and doing I would, it. I, I would be surprised if Viserys dies of a broken back. Cause it's scary. The show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> How'd the King Die Broken Back carry the show? Um, after that, okay, here, here's my biggest complaint about this whole episode, and it's such a minor complaint, but when we first see the dragons, they could not have looked more fake. Unless it was my TV not looking right, those dragons looked really fake for like three seconds until they kind of clarified and showed them like flying in the air, but at first it looked really like... Not 90s level bad, but like mid-2000s bad. What I really wish they'd have done would be to have done more to distinguish the dragons from each other. Oh, yeah, that would have been nice. Well, not even that, but like so far we've we've seen, what, like four or five dragons? And two of of them have been gold and two of them have been red? I'm like, you're you're not... they don't have like the distinctive different head like Drogon had from like Viserion or um Balon. So I mean you know, what the fuck? I mean we only know two of the names, Caraxus and I can't even remember what Rhaenyra's one's name yeah. is anymore. 
Um, so, yeah, I honestly, so before the time jump, I thought they would have got helped us get to know the names of the dragons a little bit more. I don't know, I just thought that'd be something that they would do to cater to the dragon fans, I guess, but they really haven't. Um, anyway, uh, uh, Sir Harold, he's doing the announcing of, you know, Jason Lannister's here and Hobart Hightower and, you know, Jason Lannister, I can't, he's a, he's the guilty pleasure for me. Uh, you know, he, he does this thing where, you know, he asks the queen, you know, he asks where the queen is, um, and... <laughs> He has the the quip like, and this is why men always wage war because women are never ready on time. And <laughs> Rhaenyra just like looking at him like, "You son of a bitch! I will murder you." It's like you're a fucking douche. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I liked how Rhaenyra kind of played off like very dryly, um, and Jason just thinks he's the funniest dude in the room. Good on him, um, Sir Gerald. Uh, he greets. Uh, the next, he was Rhea's co- cousin, which we now have names for, which is nice. Um, Viserys offers condolences. Uh, here comes Corliss and Rain, Rainis. Rain, I can't pronounce, I can't say her name. Rainies. Rainies. Yes. Wow. Maybe by the end of the season I'll get it. Maybe. Um, and so them and Lenor and uh, Lena, um, so 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 much white hair in the room. It is delightful. Lenor <laughs> um, and Rhaenyra, they kind of get together, hold hands. Uh, oh, and there's Laris. Yeah. Oh, there's Joffrey. Okay. Along comes Damon all of a sudden, and I'm just like, "Are you kidding me? This is great!" Like this, <laughs> I cracked up. I, I did it, and um, everything just stops. You know, Damon walks up to Viserys, and Viserys like, "Are you fucking <sighs> kidding like, me right, right now?" Bring up another fucking chair. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So you know, Damon gets a seat at the table, and you know, he Viserys starts a, a speech, like welcoming people and mid-speech all of a sudden Viserys stops and there's Allison at the door making her grand entrance and <laughs> Viserys is just like are you, are you, really could anything else go fucking weird right now and, uh, and then we get a little aside from somebody to somebody else I don't remember who it was oh how do you know when Hightower goes to war the the beacon on alright yeah the beacon on the high tower. Do you know what color yes. it glows when Old Town calls its banners to war? And the guy replies, "Green." And Allison is wearing green. Is there something more to that that I should be getting? Yeah, she's finally declared herself as in opposition to Renera. Okay. Okay, that's what I got, but I wasn't sure if there was something more that I was supposed to read into that. No, although if you also notice that when she sits down, she's seated on seated on Damon's side instead of on Renera's side for the first time. Oh, I didn't even consider that. See, this is why I ask you the big hard hitting questions. Meanwhile, Corley's <laughs> is now on Renera's side when he was initially across from them in the first episode. Oh, 
okay, so positioning means everything here. Maybe okay. I'm, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but nah, nah. This is this is why you do podcasts so you can have theories and read into everything. And nitpick, dude. That's... Allison just looks pissed off the entire fucking scene. Oh like, my god, she is not. If happy. Lex could kill, she would have fucking murdered. It would have, <laughs> would have been the Red Wedding Part One. <laughs> and Viserys, he's he's funny, he's awkward, and he's just like, oh god, where where was I? <laughs> And then was Lionel kind yeah. of reminds him, and uh, you know, joining the houses together. And after tonight, small affair, seven nights of feast. I like the after tonight, the small affair line was pretty funny. Um, royal wedding. Damon is given Lenor the stank face, which I want. The faces people are making in this is fantastic. Like. I think the acting with not talking was spot on here. This mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, we get some music. Uh, Lenore and Rhaenyra, they do their dance. Uh, the dancing was beyond silly to me, but I know it's you know customary, whatever. Uh, Crispin, he's looking on. She sees him. Viserys, he's giving Alicent the, the, the look now. Um still dancing. I mean, dancing just goes on and on. The drums, I really enjoyed the drums. Joffrey, he's kind of looking on a little mopey. Damon, he's smirking, finding this whole thing just delightful. Viserys, he seems happy. Alicent, yeah, she gets up, she leaves. Corliss, he's looking on like, hmm, what's going on over there? And uh, now we got an even bigger dance number. Um, Allison's uncle Hobart is there, uh, and he chats with Allison to, uh, about uh, what was it? Oh, he tells her that Old Town stands with her. Yes. And I take a, I I'm take because this is all one giant scene, so I'm trying to break it down a little bit at a time. So if you want to get in here with anything, all right, stop me. It's this next point, isn't that when we have Joffrey go up to Cole or Kristen? Uh, Gerald approaches Damon. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, so so Gerald goes up to Damon and he's like, Hey, thanks for killing my cousin, you dick. And Damon's like, Hey, uh, according to the laws of inheritance, uh I'm now your boss, huh? Aren't I? Because my wife didn't have any kids. It's like it's like, don't worry. Uh Gerald's like, Well, I was gonna appeal that to uh the the lady in the area, I forgot who the fuck he said it was. And Damon's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to meet you there. <laughs> I'll see you there. Lady Jane, yeah. man. Just like G.I. Joe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> By the way, even old bronze cunts like you are made to answer for slanders. <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> in the veil, men are made to answer for murders. Well, even, even old bronze cunts like you are made to answer for slanders. <laughs> Sarah's, he's looking on like, are you guys fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> he's like, Damon, you can't show up for like fucking five minutes without causing some kind of shit, dude. Now, I need to point out something, and maybe I saw something and didn't even subconsciously didn't even notice it, but at this point, I, like, after I see Viserys looking annoyed, I wrote, funny, like, Damon should marry Lena. Make it happen. And then what? <laughs> and then I'm like, watch this. I'm like, wait, did something just happen subconsciously to make trigger that thought? Or 
like, I don't know. So this is where we have Joffrey and Lena. They're talking, uh, and Damon approaches Lena, and I'm super excited because now I'm writing in capitals and exclamation points. Um, anyways, Joffrey knows that the paramour is Kristen, which I think is what you were yeah. alluding to. Um, some of the best lines here. The man is fully cunt-struck. <laughs> Lena says that Damon is every maiden's dream, and he says that's because she doesn't know him yet. Joffrey says, I believe Sir Criston has bloodied that white cloak of his with your bride's maiden head. <laughs> and Lena's like, yeah, I want to get to know you better, Damon. <laughs> And Joffrey says, it is good that they both know each other's secrets. Like, my goodness, that, just delightful. Everything that just happened was so freaking delightful. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so this, at this point, Viserys is just like, what, what the fuck, man? Like, alright, I just want to eat, okay? <laughs> and so, Joffrey, he goes over to Crispin, and he's like, Hey, you know, Rhaenyra and Lenor, they make a great match. And Joffrey's like, I'm the Knight of Kisses, but I don't even know why I'm that guy. And Crispin is, he's not entertained. He's just like, dude, what the fuck you want? And Joffrey's like, well, you know, both of us are deeply invested in this marriage. And it's back and forth alluding to what, you know, their secrets and, um, it would do, you know, it would be in our best interest to make sure that, uh, it, secrets, yeah, secrets never come up. And yeah. more importantly than anything, I believe there was a midget drumming. Uh, yeah, there was. Obvi um, so yeah, obviously the imps weren't kept out of the Capitol back in the day. That's right. That, that, uh, Damn, I was so happy because, you know, you know me and my love for the little people. Um, I, I liked the scene. I liked how annoyed Kristen was. And obviously, uh, yeah, um, Damon, I mean, not wanting to not cause chaos for more than, you know, every three minutes. He's like, I, I want to dance with Rhaenyra. So then they have their talk in old Valyria. Valyrian, um, you, you know, um, she says that, you know, Lenor is a great, a good man, fine knight. He's like, yeah, sh he's going to bore you. And she's like, well, it's a political arrangement. And he says that his was recently dissolved, his, his uh, marriage or political arrangement. Uh, she tells him to take her then. She asks if this has been his purpose. She tells him that the clock is ticking. Uh, and she tells him to cut through her father's night guard, Kingsguard, and take her to Dragonstone to make her his wife. Viserys, looking on, uh, he's pretty pissed off. He, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's getting more and more pissed off, but then they kind of lean into each other like they're about to kiss. Yeah. So... And then they're screaming. So before we get to the screaming, does Rhaenyra, does Rhaenyra really want Damon as her husband instead of Lenor, or is she just saying that? I don't know how to read into the I conversation. I think Rhaenyra's problem is that she kind of wants to indulge in her emotions 
at the same time that she wants to be princess slash queen. Like she wants a good, she wants like a marriage that she's happy with, but she also wants to do the royal thing. Is that kind of what you're going with? She, she wants, no, she wants to be the queen, but at the same time she wants like passion, you know, like she would be completely content to marry Lenore and keep Bone and Kristen on the side. But like, and you can see that she's always had like a fascination for her uncle and the warriors, you know, back all the way to the, the joust in episode one. Uh, you know, and that's again, you know, their family history, the history of incest. So, I mean, she would, she would be content to live the life that she's got going forward, but she kind of wants, you know, that whole, that whole girls want the bad boy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. She, she would drop Lenore right now. I, I but think she would drop. I think him. she's also alluding to the fact that he backed off when she initiated the, uh, the shit. So she's, she's kind of fucking daring him, you know, like, Oh, we were going to fuck back in the brothel a couple months ago. And you fucking chickened out and, I don't know, fucking slept in a fucking well or something. Well, yeah, because, I mean, she tells him to cut through her father's Kingsguard, like, all right, prove that you really want it, homie. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, Rhaenyra's, yeah. got, Rhaenyra's got some balls. So She really does, and I, I enjoy I, I I can't sit here and say there's a single scene between Rhaenyra and Damon that I haven't enjoyed. I, I've enjoyed all of them, because they play off... I think they have better chemistry than any other two characters so far. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and then, of course, then they're screaming, and Crispin and Joffrey are fighting. Well, first, we don't we don't get a good, clear view of what's going on right away. It's you know a bunch of chaos first, and we see uh, Rhaenyra and Lainer both get shoved around. You know, I think she gets knocked into a table, and he gets. Knocked over. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> Breakbones is sent <laughs> by his daddy to go get, uh, get save Renera. Renera, yeah, yeah <laughs> and I, break some bones on the side, maybe. <laughs> he just knocks knocks a dude out, and then he walks, you know, pushes people apart, and then grabs her and throws her up on his shoulder, and just walks out. <laughs> it's like he was awesome. It's like that dude's baller. <laughs> um, Viserys, he starts. Bleeding, I don't know, I'm guessing from the mouth or nose? Do we- I think it was his nose. I think he just started, okay. like, okay. a bloody nose. Like a sh- okay. Um, <laughs> Joffrey is just getting his ass handed to him in a way that he doesn't like getting his ass handed to him. Well, I don't think he has a choice anymore ever again, because... No. Yeah. Um. He didn't have much of a face. No, and when they, they did a good job with the um, the special effects, like they did with uh, Oberon in the the yes. mountain fight, like he he kind of pushes his head to the side, and you just see like the whole thing doesn't the skull doesn't really have a shape anymore; it just kind of flops. It it was really an awesome sight to see, and Lenor is just well, you know, he just lost his uh, lover. So there's some wailing going on. And then we cut right to... So did they did they just cut the whole week, or did they uh, did they do a time jump a week? They, or no, they, did just, they, just, they just skipped said, right... Fuck, yeah, it. fuck it, we gotta do this now. 
Okay. Um, I mean, because that's and, that's why in the background of the actual wedding scene, you still see Joffrey's bloods on the floor. Okay. Yes. Well, that I was like, they wouldn't have kept his blood on the floor. It didn't seem like. But then I don't know. Okay. So I'm glad to get that underway. Um, so we're having two things happening at the same time. We have the wedding going on, and we have Crispin outside by the weird tree. Well, is it a weird tree there? Yeah. It is, right? Yeah, it's a weird, okay. a weird tree. Um, and he lays his sword down, and then he takes out his dagger. He's about ready to do... What the fuck is it that samurais do? Seppuku. Yeah, he's about ready to do that shit. Uh, that was an Elden Ring, too, I believe. Yeah, that's anyway. one of the uh, combat arts. Arts of War. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, pronounced man and wife, and he's about ready to, to stab himself in the belly, and... Then along comes Allison to interrupt. And then Viserys collapses. And then a rat enjoys the blood. And that's kind of how we wrap it up. And in the preview, we see that there is, finally, the much-anticipated time jump. And I'd say shit, looks this was a great probably, episode. Probably about 10 to 12, 12 years is what it looks like. Somewhere in that area. Yeah, they. I mean, because Rhaenyra looks like she's in her late twenties, early thirties. I would guess. Yeah, I mean, we've got a, a new actress for Rhaenyra, a new actress for um, Allison. Allison, but I'm going off of just Aegon's age. Oh yeah. Uh, plus, I mean, Viserys just looks. How is Viserys still alive? Like they've been playing this off. So, like, if they're doing a time jump of say twelve to fifteen years, I, I don't know. Just ballparking here. I would imagine, Are you surprised he lasted that whole time? I would be. I mean, I would imagine that he's just a shell of himself at that point. I mean, we'll find out next week. But or or maybe in the preview, maybe they subtly do the time jump, and maybe he dies before they do the full on time skip. I, I don't know. I'm just. I don't think so. I mean, it looked like there was too much shit because it looks Damon's married to Lena. You know, so I mean. Uh, I'm so happy, so freaking happy that that happened. Good guess. <laughs> so, Seriously, so yeah, this uh, this was a fucking awesome episode. I, this might be my favorite. I think this is my favorite, no <laughs> doubt, because you know it's a wedding, and hey, somebody did die. Even though it was not, I did not expect Joffrey to be the one to get got. Did you? Uh, I didn't even. Th- well, I didn't think that the wedding was going to be happening this episode. So I didn't watch the preview. Uh, true. So uh, well, okay. So yeah. I didn't assume, you know, like yeah, weddings and Game of Thrones aren't fucking happy events. But I didn't think that you know uh, anything was going to happen yet. So the, I I just thought you know they played off the whole thing. So I'm like, oh okay, in the future we're gonna have Rhaenyra with Kristen on the side and and Joffrey's gonna be on the side for Lena. Like I thought that storyline had legs. You know, to go for a while until there was a lot of jealousy and resentment and all that stuff. I kind of thought that's where it was going, but well, it, this, uh, it put into clarity some of the things that I had known, but I didn't have the details for. Okay, such as, can you enlighten me here? Well, for example, um, most of the, you know, when once the actual civil war happens in Aegon, and it's Aegon versus Rhaenyra. Um, Aegon, I believe, is in the position of being in King's Landing, so he's, you know, uh, has most of the government working for him. 
And oh, because Rhaenyra's going to end up staying in uh, probably in Dragonstone would be my guess, yeah. since that's typically where the heir. Okay. Um, so uh, Kristen Cole ends up running most of the government because he's too busy, like being selfish Targaryen. Guy, so I was like, oh. I was like, how the fuck does Kristen get to that point? From, you know, so being, Allison's going to put give him a position now. See, I believe he's going to be her ally, and I think he ends up becoming the head of the Kingsguard. You know, for for Aegon. Oh, oh, okay. That that is an intriguing. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think. I God, I wouldn't have seen that coming. But okay. I mean, because he basically owes his life to Allison keeping secrets. Exactly. So, so she's got strings on him. Got him by the balls. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, huh. So we got Damon and Lena. We got Lenor and Rhaenyra, and both of them are going to be. So how do you how do you foresee their marriage? Are they going to get closer together because both the people that they loved are kind of gone, or is it they still going to have like this weird divide because he's gay I, and not I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he was he was definitely not seeming happy at the actual wedding itself. No, no, he didn't. Um, but he doesn't. Well, she gets pregnant at the very least, right? Yes, because. After all is said and done, her son is finally the one who inherits everything when it's, when shit's over. Do we know his name? I believe it's Aegon as well. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, why not just have a fucking 17th goddamn Aegon in the show? Because, you know, as it is, my notes are really tough to get through with Rhaenyra. Ra- Ra- I can't Rainies. do it. Yep. And... um. Lena, Lenor, uh, yeah, and and you know if you look at IMDb, one thing that keeps intriguing me, and I keep bringing this up, is that I keep seeing, um, I, I swear that Mycaria was listed fairly high in some of these episodes, and I'm just wondering if she. Yo, know, she kind of gets written out, or if she's going to have a bigger role. I keep hoping that she has a bigger role down the line. Oh, uh, it says that she's been in eight episodes, right? I believe. So. It, yeah, we're looking at it right now. It says she's been in eight episodes. I've only seen her in three out of the five we have so far. So, so that's a good sign. That's potential, yes. I mean, because that means I mean she's going to be the information source. I mean she. A Varus type role, perhaps, as far as information goes. And the question is, who would she be providing the information for, do you think? I don't know. I mean, the other thing, and they could be doing this to confuse it, but like Otto's listed for 10 episodes out of 11, so, or, you know, 10, up, 10 out of 10, so. Yeah, because I was going to say, there's no, not 11, but they seem to say 11. Um, yeah, Otto. Well, Otto just seems like a guy that's going to be kind of micromanaging because Allison's obviously going to come back and be like, yeah, Dad, you were right. I was wrong. Help guide me. Help me get Aegon on the path that he needs to be, right? That that would seem to be his role. That would be my guess, but, I mean, fuck, who knows? 
and then you know I need to know what what's Westerling going to do because I just want to see more Westerling. Who, who fucking knows? I mean, you, you got people in here who are like, like think about like Lyman Beesbury. What the fuck has he done other than just sit around on the council and look like a fucking I don't know ferret? I I always look at the lady's picture that Eve Best, the lady that plays Rainus, mm-hmm. and I'm just like she looks so different in her picture than she does on the show. Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting picture. That's the best I'll offer. And then I need to know what the fuck Targaryen... Or not Targaryen, Lannister. Jason Lannister needs to be in every episode moving forward because he amuses me. I, I want to see more for the, the two strong sons. I'm not going to lie. They, oh, God. They, yeah. They've got me intrigued. Laris has to be a main player by season two, right? I think so, He yeah. has to be. I, I mean, and unless he dies. <laughs> so here's a question. It, okay, providing that he lives and Viserys dies, do you think there's a chance that Laris and Alice become a thing? I doubt it. Damn it! He was bringing me down. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and all right, you know, I, I didn't quite say this. And I meant to say this in the last podcast. So I just need to go back one episode for just a second. Damon and Corliss spent three years fighting a war, and after all was said and done, what really came of that? Uh, I believe we're going to find out next episode. Oh, because one of okay. one of the things that they're fucking bringing up as a bone of contention is, oh, your your uncle Damon spent three years waging a war in the Stepstones, and then he just abandons them. And Rhaenyra's like, uh, we abandoned them. Okay. Yeah, I probably should have paid attention. Here's what happens when I look at the the next episode. I pay attention to like the first two sentences, and I write down one statement. So I wrote, next week, we have a time jump. That's my note for the whole preview. <laughs> Seriously, like I think two two weeks ago, I, I think I just wrote some accusations are being made. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I get I get a lot from the previews. So, that's pretty much it for Game of Thrones episode five, or excuse me, House of the Dragon episode five. I got a quick question for you, Kent. Go Going on. back to our nom de plume of uh, mostly dealing with horror on this podcast, but did you see the Hellraiser trailer? I haven't. Yeah, I saw that it was available, and I've been reading about uh, the the. I don't know. Is it a lady or is it them? Because I I thought I read that they were non-binary, something of that nature. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Anymore. I don't. I have no clue. I saw um, I saw the trailer, no, I, but I haven't been keeping up like on all the news I, I as it's been happening. I horror. Um, all I know is that they're introducing a new Cenobite, and it's going to be on Hulu, right? Yes. Well, they brought Chatterer back. Uh, well, I mean, I feel that you need to bring Chatterer back. Um, I also saw, and I don't know if this is horror-related horror, Jason, I saw some trailer for something that Steve Carell was oh, on. Oh, yeah. On. Um, the, the one where he plays the therapist? Yeah, he's like getting... 
uh, held hostage or something of that nature? I guess... The patient. Domino Gleason is a serial killer who goes to Steve Carell for therapy and then decides that he needs to reveal himself, but because of that, he kidnaps Steve Carell and locks him up in his house to force him to provide him with therapy. I think this is going to be an utterly fascinating role for Steve Carell, who... I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, something. so yeah. Yeah, I, I like him. He, he's, he's way beyond just being... Um, what's his face from The Office? Michael Scott? Yes, th- I thank mean, you. But, in all fairness... He shouldn't have left the office because he didn't do anything right off the bat where he could have stayed for two more seasons and made that final two seasons much better, but he is a good actor. Oh, yeah. I feel very, you know, I just wish he would have stayed. But, you know, I'm seeing David Allen Greer is also in this miniseries, and I really like him. I haven't seen him in a lot lately. Oh, God, I... I, all I can count on is in Living Color and Tales from the Hood. I'm sure he's been in other stuff. I just can't think of it. Was he in, was he in the original Jumanji? I never saw the original Jumanji. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to bring bring us down just a little bit every time we do a podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, hell, I don't know. He's... Apparently going to be in the remake of The Color Purple, though. And he's in a Black Lady sketch show. Alright. Interesting. You know what else I find interesting? And this is not horror-related in the least bit, but the new Quantum Leap show, mm-hmm. I, I love that they cast uh, Randall Park in the lead. Have you, I found have it you watched a, it yet? Has it, has it come no. out yet? Yeah. It, I think it's out, but I, I only knew him from... Um, Young Rock, and I found him really funny, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, he's going to be the lead in Quantum Leap. It was just such a weird thing, but it works, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing I really remember seeing him in has been the, the Ant-Man movies. So. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah. WandaVision. But Which, you know, I've enjoyed him. Yeah. 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 I... <sighs> is Is there any big horror movies that you know of that are coming out this October? Um, there's a lot of little stuff that I've seen ads for, but I'm not sure when. Like on streaming, right? Yeah, like uh, I saw one for something called like The Grim Cuddy coming out on Hulu. Yeah, um, I saw. Smile. E- I think I read about that recently. I think I just binged through iHorror and just looked like looked up all their recent stuff so i think uh both were mentioned at some point it looks like i haven't had a chance to see it yet but it looks like they put up a trailer for mike flanagan's new series that's i think it's kind of based on the um like the, the goosebumps or the christopher pine novels Should oh okay I, oh uh i saw a trailer for mr harrigan's phone which is a stephen king adaptation mm-hmm. did you see that one I have not. I only read about it a little bit, just a very little bit. I don't know anything about the story. Uh, I'm assuming you've probably read the story. I I don't. It it sounded familiar, but it, it didn't tickle any memories when I when I saw it. Oh, but I mean, the last. I mean, I, I got to say, having a cell phone in it would kind of date when it would have come out, and I think the the last. 
um, Stephen King anthology that I bought was just after sunset, which is maybe like 10 years ago. So if it was something newer, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have read it. See, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I'm just looking up Stephen King and it sucks because they really need to put short stories someplace else. They, they, they just need to. Because I'm looking and I'm like, oh, they're doing a Salem's Lot at some point and a Pet cemetery thing and all this stuff, but... Okay, why even have apt pupil if it's abandoned? Don't don't list it. Yeah. I don't know. Just throw... Tommy Knockers announced. That'll be terrible. Uh, somebody... Uh, somebody who was involved in that um, made me hope it would be better than the uh, the original. I don't remember who it was, so. Uh, I don't see anybody mentioned in it, but hey, if it can't be any worse, like that, that is was true. really a dreadful thing. It really was dreadful. Uh, it's not uh, a good book. No, no, it really is. It bored the piss out of me trying to read it, and I like Stephen King stuff, but yeah. Um, I mean, aside from how we're not the new Scream movies not due out this October. The only big thing is the Halloween movie, as far as I know. Uh, as far as like in theaters, I, I don't know if any other in theater Halloween or uh, horror movies coming out. Which kind of makes me sad. Like, yeah. Um, uh, well, we got interview with the vampire. Is that a series? That's a this TV a series, series yeah. I think. Yeah, I didn't, I'll give it a shot. You know, I, I will. I, I really like the movie. I really like the movie. So, I, I don't know how it holds up compared to the book. It, it really, book. it really holds up. I think. Okay. I mean. I don't know. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that we just we did it again, dude. <laughs> we can't we can't talk about one of these episodes. Just just talk about one of these episodes. Um. Well, we'll be back again next week. Yeah, probably, and we might have more details on if we're going to be doing something in October, which I think is probably what we were partially brainstorming about just now. Yes, we will be doing something. We just don't know, know what, fully yeah. what. Because, uh, I mean, a lot of it has to do with what you have time to do as well. Um, obviously, we can't do anything along the lines of the Stephen King thing, oh, but we can do something on sm- a uh, smaller scale. So, um, oh, that's what, you know, I got to just quickly throw this out there. I've only watched the first four episodes of season four of Stranger Things, and I only made it to the fourth episode just to watch. Have you watched it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all okay. Up. So you know what I watched for Robert England. Yep. And in that little bit of time, he still showed just how damn good he is as an actor. Oh yeah. I, I just, yeah, really big fan of what I saw of his. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And one other small tidbit: last night. I was very tired, and I'm like, I kind of want to play a video game, and I almost played The Evil Within. Almost. And That's a true story. You almost got me excited. <laughs> almost, yeah. Almost. 
but yes, next next week we will have something planned for October and reveal it. We don't know what it is, but we got a week to figure it out. Maybe more. All right, man. People on the internet, it was good to talk to you for as long as we did, Kent. It was a pleasure as always, and this was just a really good episode. So it was a pleasure to talk about that as well. Yeah, and I can't end this on anything clever like you know white walkers and tight rope walkers. <laughs> See ya. Uh, bye. <laughs>